Hey everyone, welcome to our Trinity Podcast. It's been a really long time, but I'm here with Pastor Jay. My name is Pastor Eugene. We wanted to kind of intro a new sermon series that we're going through uh, this past Sunday. Jay, uh, this past Sunday being October 2nd, uh, Jay just preached uh, his first sermon into the gospel according to John. And the sermon series we've entitled Living Our Eternal Life. Um, first off, Jay, great sermon. Um, one question I want to start off. And I guess we'll both kind of add our input, but uh, why, why, what made you choose uh, the Gospel of John as a sermon series for our church? Yeah, well, uh, hey, what's up, Eugene? And um, yeah, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to start off with the Gospel of John um, in this fall season is because the Gospel of John is unique from the rest of the Gospels. Uh, it is um what we wouldn't consider a synoptic gospel. Uh, mm-hmm. if, the, if you look at the other three gospels, it's um, you know Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Uh, they are very similar in structure. They're very similar um, in the theme, and they're very similar in the writing styles. Uh, but the Gospel of John is a little bit more unique in that it focuses uh, primarily upon uh, the testimony of who Jesus is and uh, some of his uh, signs and miracles that he performs. Um, so... I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to look at the Gospel of John, um, to look at uh, the the purpose and theme of the Gospel, which uh, we'll kind of talk about a little bit in a little little bit, a little bit, and um, and also just because of the writing style um, uh, of the Gospel of John, it, it's very simple, uh, it's very straightforward, um, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, it's very rich with a lot of theological uh, meaning, and I just think it's one of the Gospels. Um, that I just uh, I enjoy reading, uh, so uh, I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to go through that book. Nice. So with that, um, and you kind of already talked about it in, in uh, on the pulpit today uh, with your last sermon. But what what is the main theme for our series? So you know, I, I let people know it's called Living Our Eternal Life, and I probably good to let our listeners know it's our first sermon series, but we really wanted to. Uh, plan as deeply as possible so we even had a couple of lay members come into our office for on a Saturday morning and help us kind of form a lot of these themes and teachings but I guess just to explain it and I can throw in some too afterwards but for you Jay uh, what what got us to call this living our eternal life and I guess not to give everything away but what does that mean for uh, our church kind of studying through the gospel of John for the next couple of weeks yeah, you know, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Eugene, um, I, I do want to shout out our uh, uh, our members who helped us formulate and, and really kind of um, uh, chew upon the theme of this book uh, and the theme of this sermon series. And the reason why it's called uh, "Living Our Eternal Lives" um, is really because I think when we think about eternity or when we think about salvation, oftentimes we think about it as uh, the next phase of yeah. our lives. You yeah. know, so. We, we kind of compartmentalize um, the life here on earth and the eternal life um, that we will be able to live in, you know, in heaven, uh, and we really don't see a connection. Um, so I thought it would be important for us to be reminded of the truth that once we repent of our, of our sins and place our faith in Christ and, and really place um, our dependence upon the gospel, that our eternal lives begin at that moment. Mm. And... For us to make decisions, for us to uh, plan, for us to um, respond and act according to the reality of having that eternal life, 
uh, I thought it would be a, a great way for us to um, really differentiate what it means to live as Christ followers. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I was excited as we kind of discussed and, and going off of what Jay just said. Um, I, I often think, and I talked about this recently, but I often think a lot of us, especially if you grew up in the church, uh, you were always taught what was done for you, and it kind of just stopped there. And maybe in some other churches, though, maybe it's more legalistic, but for a lot of us, uh, I, I think at True North, you've always been taught very well, and very importantly, like, this has been done for you. Like, Jesus done uh, died for your sins, and now you'll get to eternity. And I'm excited to kind of flesh out, well, what does that look like now? Uh, and, and you kind of alluded to it already in the sermon. But we'll, you know, we're going to talk about the healings uh, through the Sermon of John. We're going to talk about how people responded to this eternal life giving uh, Jesus gives to everyone, uh, whether those who believe or offers to those who don't believe. Um, but I'm really excited to flesh it out because I do think um, at True North, maybe just the church is a large, I could understand that oftentimes salvation becomes more of an idea than a reality. It becomes more of like something to memorize and actually something you're living out. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to flesh that out together. And I guess kind of flowing to the next question, um, what do we hope people will practically walk away from uh, after this sermon series and hopefully uh, reading through this, you know, the Gospel of John together? Yeah, well, um, I think to answer that, I, I want to give a very short and concise answer and then give kind of um, a little bit more context of how we came to that. Um, so very practically, uh, we want people to be able to know who Jesus is and what he has done, um, to, to read about the testimony of Jesus' signs and miracles, um, and to be able to walk away with believing that Jesus is the, the Messiah, the Son of God, um, or if you are a believer, to be able to continue to believe that Jesus' Messiahship is what drives us to, to live our lives. Um, now, I, I think for us, um, one of the things that, uh, you know, even how Eugene, you've helped uh, me kind of think about this is, uh, you know, you've been going to um, a different cohorts and um, I, it's the one up in Portland and, and you guys have been, you know, discussing a lot about um, discipleship and, and what it means to um, really be like formed spiritually. Uh, and uh, I, I think during the pandemic, one of the things that, or the realities that I noticed within uh, myself and our church and just Christians in general is we were so heavily focused on the gospel, which in, in our tribe, I think that's kind of the, the aim that we always aim for, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's be gospel centered. It's all about the gospel. And um, so I think we were rich in acknowledging and knowing theology and biblical points, uh, but we were really um, malnutritioned in how to respond to what we believe in. Right? So it was more of kind of a, a mental or intellectual acknowledgement. Um, but if we had to really audit the way we lived our lives or how we followed Christ, um, it would probably be very um, infantile, uh, very immature. Hmm. And once we took away uh, all the crutches of church, community groups, uh, service, uh, we realized that for many of us, perhaps it almost felt like our relationship to Jesus was was void, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think with that, um, and, and just in the conversations that we've had, I, you know, we realized um, in order for us to truly shepherd and disciple our church, we have to think about, well, how do we take the knowledge and, and, and of the good news of Jesus Christ 
And how do we allow that to form and transform not only our spirit, but but the very life that we live mm-hmm. in a way that is glorifying to God and in a way where it's actually a, a very tangible um, action. Uh, so we, we want to think about uh, what is the, you know, again, going back to the answer, the, the practical implication of this sermon series is that people will believe the testimony of who Jesus is, what he has done so that we may start living the life that we receive by believing in him. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And you always mentioned this too to me, that your orthodoxy has to also match up with your praxis or your orthopraxy, right? Meaning what you believe has to, you know, change what you practice and what you believe. That sounds really smart. I probably didn't say those exact words. Thanks for attributing that to me. I, 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 I you think, know, I'm going to quote myself from now on. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just let everyone in the church know. That's what Jay said. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I, to that point too, like I'm excited because even in, in the Gospel of John, one thing that we're in, in the kind of middle of the sermon series, we're really going to look at the healings of Jesus. And I think someone, even the sermon planning team, let us know. But if you look at all the healings, right? In the, in the book of John, they always intensify uh, with every healing. And it kind of uh, all leads to Lazarus, which is also the turning point of the book. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it's it's even those healings in the gospel of John and the gospels in general, uh, they're such a good picture, word picture or, or story for how our life should look. Meaning yeah. that like whoever was healed, it wasn't just they believed that Jesus was a healer, but they literally, their lives were changed in some point. And Absolutely. I do feel, you know, COVID, like you mentioned, COVID made us realize, like, shoot, I think all of us at True North, you know, a vast majority of us believe that Jesus is Messiah, right? And we'll, we'll flush that out to you as a sermon series. We believe that Jesus has saved us and healed us. But oftentimes, how that's changed, like, let's say, you know, La- even let's take Lazarus, for example. Um, Lazarus literally had to change his life after believing that because of what was impacted. And I'm really excited to see, like, well, what does that look like now in 2022? In Silicon Valley uh, at True North. Excited to do that too. So um, with that, I, just a couple of practical things we wanted to, you know, kind of latch on to our sermon series that, to just let our church know. Uh, Jay, maybe you can explain a little bit about, uh, even in our community groups, uh, the curriculum that we're having to kind of uh, partner alongside our sermon series for this one. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm excited about this season of uh, community groups. Uh, it's just a great way for us to uh, hold each other accountable, build community, and uh, you know, just address some of the the questions that we might have throughout the week, uh, especially after a sermon or um, you know, just just in general. Uh, and, and so the reason why uh, it, it's just a small change in the uh, community group curriculum. Uh, previous years, uh, it was just a set of questions based upon the sermon, and um, those questions would you know be something that they would go over in, in their community groups. Uh, but this this year, what we did is basically we took the same format, but we distributed those questions and just um, throughout the week. And so, you know, a couple questions on Monday, a couple questions on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and just hoping that um, people would be able to use that uh, as part of a daily devotional. Mm. You know, so we we didn't want, you know, I mean, we're, we're all we're all kind of procrastinators at heart and, and we're all people who are very good at. Uh, turning in assignments when they're due, whether it's for school or whether it's for work. And so um, uh, for community groups, a lot of times I'm sure people just kind of last minute, you know, 30 minutes before they met, uh, just kind of went over the questions real quick and just, you know, thought about some answers and whatnot. But, you know, 
we're not here to grade your community group answers. We we want to help lead and guide you um, to a better relationship with Jesus. So we're hoping that uh, this daily ritual or this this daily devotional uh, would be able to implement uh, a sort of a discipline in people's lives where they're actually considering and thinking about how the gospel can form and transform them on a daily basis. Mm. Um, and we know that spiritual growth and spiritual maturity is not a linear process. You know, it's not like you keep leveling up. It, it, it is a roller coaster. Um, but we hope that just the, the discipline of engaging in God's word and meditating upon uh, some reflection questions would be able to um, help really form them to be people who are followers of Jesus and not just acknowledges or acknowledgers of Jesus. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the curriculum too. Because, and hey, if you procrastinate, that's fine. Just do it daily. Like, like just do it at one point during the day. Like, we're not asking for like an hour. We know everyone's busy. Um, but to just set aside time. And I think it's helpful because it reminds us that, look, at our church, we're really not trying to make people more informed. We're hopefully trying to transform people into disciples. And uh, Dallas Willard, who's an author, puts really well that like, AJ, you know this too. And I know this. Like, there's like a good majority of golfers or a good percentage of golfers at our church. Like you can know everything you want about the swing, but until you take that knowledge and on a daily basis, like put it into practice, it's going to have no change on your actual game. And and I, I we hope that this curriculum kind of works that way. That look, we all, I think most of us at True North look at Jesus and be like, oh, that's someone I really want to follow. But just like any athlete, just like any professional, you know, musician, whatever it may be, you can't just think your way into that. You kind of have to mold and shape your own life and practice and have habits and disciplines to do that too so we're hoping the curriculum can work in a way to do that and again like jay mentioned we're not trying to grade them this isn't some cult-like thing where you have to turn it in to be a part of our community groups um and hey if you're not a part of our community groups and you still want this uh just let us know on slack um i believe there's a channel up that we share that to anyone uh who who wants to have access to this too so excited to do that and just lastly, too, to let our, our church know, uh, we really want to, one of my jobs this year is trying to consolidate all of our training and classes and Bible studies. And one thing we want to do alongside uh, the sermon series is also, you know, John just didn't write the Gospels, but most attribute him re, uh, to writing 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John as well. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to lead a study through them beginning in November, just on Tuesdays, um, through those epistles. And hopefully, um, they're not going to match up perfectly, but hopefully it will help you uh, get just a better sense of what John's hoping to write in the Gospel of John. And also, maybe as you listen to sermon series, it can help you read 1st, 2nd, John, uh, 3rd John too. So excited for all that. Uh, hey, and if you have any comments or questions or suggestions or anything, feedback about our sermons or sermon series, uh, Slack us. We'd love to hear from you. But hope that was helpful. Just give you a little preview of what's coming up. So thanks for listening. Um, hope you're excited and blessed for our sermon series coming up. And yeah. I uh, hope to see you in our next episode. All right, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Eugene.